You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You are listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No, there is another. Chewie, we're home. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, our last episode before The Force Awakens. Um, man, like, I can't even process this right now. It's crazy. Um, I, I don't even... What do we usually do for our usual intro? Like, this is weird. Uh, this is going to be a, a shorter, more informal episode, uh, because this is not going to sort of officially be one of our, our numbered episodes where we go for, like, three hours talking about news and rumors and all that kind of stuff. Um, partially because we're at episode 69 right now, and I thought it would be perfect if episode 70 was you know, coincided with episode seven, and that was the one where we did our big review and everything. Um, and also because um, I kind of wanted to just record a, a shorter episode before the movie came out and just kind of reflect on the journey, I guess, of these past three years, looking forward to this movie coming out and uh, kind of just have some fun with that. So it's going to be uh, shorter and, and sort of less formal and structured than our episodes usually are. Um, but of course, as always, I'm your host, Kyle. I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. Uh, Tim, are you ready? This is it, man. We're right there. <laughs> Just a few more days. And like you said, it still feels a little weird knowing that this is our last episode before we see a new Star Wars movie. And when we do our next one, we'd have, we would have seen seven Star Wars movies now. So it's <laughs> crazy. I sent the tweet out I think earlier this week where we were saying that this is our last week of only knowing and seeing six Star Wars movies. And Everything of Star Wars is going to change within the next few days. And yes, I am ready. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, man, it's nuts. Like, I, I mean, it, it's weird because I'm, I'm sort of in a, a weird place right now where, um, I mean, for the past few days, I've been a little more chill and like, I mean, I'm excited about it, but not like jumping out of my seat super crazy excited i mean like a couple months ago when the the third trailer came out and we were like absolutely losing our minds i mean like oh my gosh there's only two more months till this movie comes out and it's gonna be so amazing and it's almost here and we were like you know just going nuts and now i'm like man it's four days away like i've been waiting three years and you know if i could wait that long four days is gonna be nothing um you know, I'm like, I'm pretty busy at work right now anyway, so I know that's going to keep my mind off it at least a little bit. So I'm kind of in this 
this calm zen kind of mode where i'm just like all right we're almost there bring it on but at the same time i mean i've been like that for maybe the past week or so but then just this weekend i mean it's sunday night right now i watched phantom menace yesterday i watched attack of the clones and revenge of the sith today um and even that like i am kind of starting to get a little bit more amped up now um because even, you know, just watching the prequels in order, like, now I'm really excited to get back to the original trilogy and, like, watching the end of Revenge of the Sith today, I already couldn't wait to get to Return of the Jedi and see, you know, the resolution of the whole Vader story arc and everything. And I'm sure by the time I get to the end of Return of the Jedi, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this isn't the end. Like, there's more after this and I can't wait to see it. Um, of course, if all goes according to plan, like, I'm just going to be watching the original trilogy one a day, Monday through Wednesday. So when I do watch Return of the Jedi, it'll be like like hey i get to go see seven tomorrow um so yeah man it is just uh so exciting right now yeah i've been having these especially the last this past week i mean just star wars constantly on the brain like always but even more so it's like amped up to 11 i guess you could say where certain moments in the day i just be like whether I'm doing work or at night, like ready to go to sleep, just the thought of seeing the Force Awakens and how close it is, it just gets me like this anxious, nervous feeling inside. But it's a good one where you're just so I'm just so excited for it that it's right around the corner now. And uh, every time I see something new of Star Wars, and like I've been going back, I've only watched the Phantom Menace so far in the process of uh, my hopeful marathon. <laughs> I'm hoping to make it till Thursday. But I haven't seen all six, but I watched Phantom Menace yesterday, and then but. Part of the problem is of me kind of being a little more slowly and watching all the movies as I've been going back and watching all of the documentaries for them also. And that gets me all pumped up for it also. And this hearing, I mean, this is this new era of Star Wars. I've been going back with the documentaries, hearing like what Lucas had to say about it. And uh, just knowing that Force Awakens is, you know, he's not involved with it as much as, of course, the other six movies were. So just kind of going that little nostalgia feel to it too. I mean, as we're getting prepared for the new era going back to some of the old stuff and hearing all Lucas's ideas about all six of them was just great to go back to and listen. It just really makes you appreciate the story that we've got so far so much more and then how it's going to continue. It just, oh, that's what I'm just most anticipated for where we're not only just the uh, characters we're familiar with, but the new characters I can't wait for and just how it's all going to continue on the story that we thought was done. I mean, that's, still something we're trying to get at least for me wrap my head around when we first got that announcement three years ago when we thought we were never going to get this movie and now that fantasy is almost a reality in just four more days that we're going to have a brand new star wars movie that we know pretty much not well those who are following spoilers and for us too to a certain sense not knowing knowing certain stuff where this movie's going but by the time this new trilogy is over we how we have no idea what's in store for all the characters and that's just such a great feeling that for me personally as a Star Wars fan growing up in the 80s after the original trilogy was already done and then with the prequels knowing what uh, the story was going to lead to the excitement of going like the unknown in a way with these characters that we're going to be introduced to and the characters are familiar with how we'll see if it gets wrapped up in episode 9 or if it leaves it open for it to keep going on and on but I'm just excited about the possibilities and it's at the forefront more than ever now this past week and i'm sure it's going to continue with these next four days as i continue to consume more and more star wars as we lead up to the force awakens so yeah i'm not quite in that zen mode that you said you're in sometimes i'm just all anxious and amped up and just 
ready to go to see this movie now because uh, it's an exciting time, that's for sure. But going back to what I said before, what makes it so special is that we never thought this was possible. And the fact that it is now literally days away, it's just, you know, it's the greatest gift a Star Wars fan could have asked for. A new Star Wars movie that you weren't expecting. So, yeah, I'm super pumped right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I, like I said, I'm I'm kind of starting to come out of the Zen mode right now. So I think for the next couple days... I'm going to start going nuts again. Like, especially, like I said, watching the movies again is um, is really starting to get me pumped. Um, cause, and I don't I know mean, if you felt this way. I'm, uh, sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> when you were watching the prequels for this time, this past few days, and I watched all six of them earlier this year, and there's just an extra special feeling when you watch it, knowing that there's more coming, and it just adds to it. That's my enjoyment of them anyway. Did you get that too while you were watching them? Well, I don't know if it adds to my enjoyment necessarily especially knowing that seven is gonna you know obviously be more of a direct continuation of the um the original trilogy than the prequels um so i mean i guess i didn't really feel like there was more to that part of the story except it did get me wondering um you you know so i maybe wasn't like super excited but i was just sort of curious like is any of this stuff going to tie into episode seven? Are they going to reference, uh, you know, Sidious or the Clone Wars or the Old Republic or anything like that? Um, and just sort of, you know, wondering what those possibilities are. So it did, you know, kind of get the wheels in my head turning a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, again, just getting me excited for the possibilities um, of episode seven and just wondering, you know, how many different things it's going to connect to in the saga as a whole and not just in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, even yesterday I was watching episode one again. This certain things pop into my head as Anakin pops up on the screen, and then I just think to myself, "Well, that's uh, who's like, Kylo Ren is going to be holding his mask in the future, <laughs> and the possibility is, as we still don't know, like what if that's Kylo Ren? That's Kylo Ren's grandfather right there. Or that's Ray's grandfather right there. I mean, uh, Thursday will have the definitive answers, hopefully, to that. <laughs> but yeah. stuff like that like, gets your mind going. Even when I saw Yoda. And knowing how old uh, Mas Kanata is, how she's been a thousand years old, like have Yoda and Mas Kanata cross paths. And hmm. actually, JJ actually did say something about that in the press uh, day they had last Sunday, where he did say it's not going to be referenced in this movie, but I guess they worked it out with the story group that Maz and Yoda have met before. So hmm. that was pretty cool. So that kind of got me thinking about that also. So just little things like that, that you know are ha- coming in The Force Awakens and makes you think about it when you see certain moments in all the previous six movies. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, I can't wait to just find out all of this stuff and, you know, all all the connections, all the new stuff, all the, um, you know, it, of course, you know, continuing the stories of, of some of the older characters and everything. So, um, yeah, that's so it's it's just going to be so good. Yeah, because we were what was our like, tagline for most of our episodes? We'll just have to wait and see. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now we won't have to wait see. much longer. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, as, as usual, there have been more spoilers and rumors and leaks and all that kind of thing. We're not really going to go into that stuff this episode because, I mean, honestly, for me, I've been avoiding most of that stuff uh, for the past few days. I mean, I think once we hit the point where there were 10 days left, um, I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch any more TV spots. I don't need to read any more rumors. Like, we're close enough. I can do this Um, because I do want to kind of, you know, keep some of the surprise intact for myself. I don't want to know everything about the movie before I go into it. 
Um, but you know, that stuff is out there if you guys want to check it out. In fact, I just heard today there was a, um, I guess there's like a children's book version of the movie that I don't know if it just leaked online or if it released early in a store or something and it has like the whole story of the movie in it. Um, so if you really want to know that, like, I don't know if we, I don't think we posted a link to it, but it's out there on some other sites. Um, but I know for me, I'm like, nope, uh, uh-uh, not this close. Um, you know, just, just four more days till the finish line. So I'm just kind of, you know, trying to go in, um, as spoiler free as possible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I still have gone back though. And like, of course, watched some of the older trailers and the, the TV spots and stuff that I had seen before. Um, just getting ramped up for that. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about, um, and you know, Tim, you, you know about this. We talked before about the, the Disneyland, uh, season of the force and everything that they're doing over there. Um, well, we got to both go out there and do that recently, um, which was really cool. I went out there with my family. And of course, since you live, you know, in the backyard of Disneyland, practically, <laughs> uh, we got to meet up over there and spend most of the day, I think doing, uh, you know, just a lot of the star Wars stuff they had over there. Um, and that was really cool. So, you know, we can kind of run through all the stuff they had, but was there anything in particular that was, uh, you know, kind of your favorite, like, highlight of all that stuff? Well, going on Star Tour is always awesome, and the Jakku sequence was a, a cool addition to it, too. But I don't know. I might be – this might not be everyone who goes to Season of the Force's favorite pick, but I really like the Paths of the Jedi uh, movie segment they had on there. It's only maybe about 10 or 15 minutes, but – it's in, and I'm a sucker too for good montages put together of the Star Wars saga, and this was a good one. I really liked it, and I didn't know it was going to be uh, kind of like that 4D viewing where they like if a blaster goes off or a ship takes off and there's rumbling, or the ground actually shakes and blaster fire. There's more like added lights to the theater, or when Han Solo gets put down in carbonite, there's gas that sprays on you to get that immersive effect into it. But I, I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of made me want to watch. Uh, all the Star Wars movies like that, but it was just a well put together documentary, or not documentary, but a montage of all six films telling you the path of Luke Skywalker or Anakin Skywalker and you know the main characters of Han and Leia, and then it ends, and then you get the Force Awakens trailer, and it's just great to see that on the big screen. Uh, that was probably my first time I saw the latest trailer on a movie screen, so that was cool. And then just seeing all six on the movie screen again, it made me think, man. Maybe I should have gone a little further out to a theater that had, was doing a marathon because it kind of made me want to see all six of them again in the theater. But it was a really cool experience. Like I said, it was short, and it might not be everyone's favorite, but I thought it was really cool, and it really puts you in the Star Wars mood, not only for Disneyland, but just in general. It just makes you realize how great of a story it is. So I really like that. Yeah, well, uh, and I, I might have to agree with you on that pick. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, Star Tours was great. The Jakku sequence was really cool, especially because they released that little teaser video of it online ahead of time. And, you know, I wasn't super impressed by that, but at the same time I was like, well, I'm sure this is going to be cooler on the actual ride than it is, you know, just when you're watching, uh, you know, a, a clip of it on YouTube or something. Um, so that was really cool. But yeah, that see that, uh, Path of the Jedi, um, I was really impressed by. I wasn't even sure what that was at first. Like, I saw the sign for Path of the Jedi, and I thought that was the new Jedi Training Academy thing that they were doing. Um, but I think you had already seen it earlier in the day, and, 
you know, so you were like, hey, let's go check it out. And we did and just happened to like walk right into this big theater right as they were about to start a showing. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. I mean, like you said, anytime you get to see Star Wars footage on a big screen, it's awesome. Um, especially seeing new footage from The Force Awakens, like it was worth it just for that, in my opinion, because, um, you know, again, just getting that sneak peek of sort of seeing and feeling what it's going to be like. Um, seeing that on the big screen later this week oh, still doesn't feel real to say that um but yeah and then just sort of the you know the the cool little enhancements with the lights and the sounds and the rumbling and everything but then also just that uh um you know the way they put the story together and just sort of that retelling um i guess you know you, like a, a summary or whatever of um just the the story of all six and then they basically just i think they showed the they showed the I was going to say the latest trailer, but there's been like an international trailer and a Chinese trailer or whatever. But, you know, the the big third trailer, uh, they showed that at the end with a couple, I don't think they were new clips, but maybe some that were like extended because I think they replaced the things where it said like this Christmas or, uh, you know, every generation has a story or whatever, you know, the text that pops up. They'd replaced all that stuff with just um, shots. So there was like a just a couple of maybe newer things in there. Um, but yeah, just seeing how the whole thing was put together, um, it really is just one of those things that makes you just sit back and go, man, I love Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it basically was like a, a 15, you know, 10, 15 minute recap of the entire saga, plus a Force Awakens trailer in a movie theater. Like it was, you know, it, it's like a, it was like a Force Awakens appetizer. Um, so yeah, I really love that. Um, also, of course, the launch bay was cool where, uh, you know, they had the all the props and ships, you know, model ships and all that kind of stuff on display. Um, so, you know, it was cool to go through there and take some pictures and stuff, which I still haven't posted. Um, you know, I should post those on Facebook or Twitter or something, but, you know, I took some good pictures of stuff in there. Yeah, the launch um, bay, I don't know if I was expecting too much. I mean, like you said, it's always cool to see the props and models and stuff, but I was, maybe it's probably my fault. I was expecting more of it, like more costumes on display. Like some of the stuff we saw in the, exhibit at celebration because they didn't have a kylo ren costume on display like they had there and they had a captain phasma helmet there at the launch bay and i kind of wish they had the full costume because that would have been awesome but i don't know maybe i was expecting too much but i little disappointed with it even though i did get to take a picture with darth vader which was pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah by I mean... accident too because i saw there was a line there there was like a display of all the trooper helmets and there was a phase two clone clone trooper helmet oh i gotta get a picture of that so mm-hmm. i waited online like like, what is this aligned for anyway? And by the time I got there, oh, it's for the Darth Vader. Might as well just stay in line and take a picture with him. <laughs> so got my clone trooper helmet and a picture with Darth Vader. So it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wasn't expecting a ton from that. Um, but again, like I said, it was, it was just cool to see all that stuff on display there. And even though they didn't have some of the stuff that they had at Celebration, like the full Kylo Ren costume, um, they did have, I think, overall more stuff than they had at that Celebration display. Um, definitely a lot more like ship models um, and that kind of thing. Um, but also they had stuff from the whole saga and not just, uh, you know, I think the thing at that celebration was just Force Awakens stuff. Um, but anyway, I mean, that was a nice touch. Like I said, it wasn't my favorite part of it, but it was cool to go through and see all that. Um, they also had, you know, a, a special gift shop set it, set up in there with, uh, I think that was the only place in the park where you could buy Black Series figures, but they also had a lot of like higher end uh, collectibles and that sort of thing. Like they had a life-size first order stormtrooper statue that you could buy for like a thousand bucks or something. Um, actually, no, I think it was uh, 9,000. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, they also had like a life-size Boba Fett action figure that was like 3,500. 
Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, you know, kind of cool to see that kind of stuff, too, because obviously that's something that, like, I'm never going to buy that, but it's cool to see one close up, because um, a lot of times you see, like, announcements on the internet about that, that, you know, oh, so-and-so is selling this huge life-size statue, and I'm like, yeah, it would be kind of cool to see, but I'm not going to shell out the cash for that. Um, and some cool artwork on display, too. Um, actually, I bought a piece by um, Jerry Vanderstelt, I believe the artist's name is. Um, I, I saw this piece there that he had on canvas for like 500 bucks and immediately went online. It was like, I need to find a print of this for like 40 and that's what I did. Um, but it's a painting of the X wings, you know, flying across the water on the, that new planet taco Donna. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how you pronounce that. That'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, of course you guys who have listened to us before, you'd know that, of all the trailers and all the footage that we've seen so far, I think my favorite shot is still that first shot of the X-Wings skimming across the water in that very first trailer. So as soon as I saw an art piece of that, I was like, I need that. So I got that. Um, also, let me see if you can hear this. Yep, that's my Kylo Ren Force FX lightsaber. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Yep, had to get myself one of those while I was while I was there. Um, so yeah, this is uh, I think this is coming with me to the movie premiere next week or this week. See, I can't, I'm still used to it being like a week away. I don't know what to do with myself, Tim. Like <laughs> this just seems like something that I'm gonna have to get used to not waiting for this movie. Yeah, the post. Force Awakens era is going to feel weird. <laughs> yeah. happen in just five days after we see it. So, yeah, like, watch. Gotta... A week after The Force Awakens comes out, I'm probably going to, like, wake up and, you know, text you or something and be like, hey, how many more days till The Force Awakens comes out? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I could just go back and remember it now. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, go see it again for, like, the sixth time. <laughs> You could possibly do that if you want, I guess. Yeah. No, I will be going to see that a bunch, I'm sure. Um, If it's as good as we all hope it is. Um, That's the other thing. I haven't even decided if I'm going to, like, read reviews for it yet or not. I'm I'm still torn on that, but... um, Yeah, I'm probably going to check that out. Maybe not read full, like, in-depth reviews, but just kind of see, you know, what people are thinking of it from the premiere and the early press screenings that they're going to have. Yeah. Oh man, I I still haven't decided. It's going to be hard to like if I want to stay away from that. It's going to be hard to stay away from. It. It's going to be tempting, but at the same time, if I do read reviews, it's only going to be like a couple because I don't want to read everything about it. And I mean, even if the reviews are spoiler free, I'm still not going to you know want to get everybody's opinion on every little thing. So, um, yeah, hopefully, most of them. And it depends on the site. They have like a scoring system at the end, so we just if you want to just scroll down and check it. Yeah, yeah, that would be you know something good to do. Um, but even then, I'm like, do I want to know what to expect from it? Or because on the one hand, I'm like, no, I want to just go into it, you know, with my own expectations. Especially, I guess the thing I'm afraid of, like, if the reviews are bad, I don't want to go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be a bad movie because I could still really enjoy it. So like, I want to go and just make my own decision. But at the same time, um. You know, I, I don't want to go into it expecting it to be like a 9.5 out of 10 if it's really like an 8 out of 10. So I, I might want to read a couple just to kind of get my expectations in check. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, that's what I, that's how I wanted or or why I want to do it, just to kind of not keep my expectations in check, but you know, just know kind of what the general consensus of it for those who have seen it anyway going into it. I mean, like you said, if it's like I don't think it's going to happen, I'd be shocked if it, you know it's getting panned and not getting good reviews. And since it's a Star Wars movie, I'm going to find things to enjoy about it no matter what, even if it gets panned by critics and all that stuff. But just to have that idea going in, you know, to upset maybe the disappointment that you might have if you don't know and if it's getting great reviews too you got to keep that in check where you know don't expect like for yourself like oh it's going to be the best star wars movie ever the greatest movie ever but then you go into it and saying yeah it was really good but it was built out a little too much so yeah understand where you're coming from with that well yeah and see that yeah that's another reason to not read them um (laughs) but i will say like I, i think i've got my expectations set pretty well right now like i'm and I've said this before, I'm not expecting this to be the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, like, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi set a pretty high bar. Um, and if it jumps over that bar, awesome. But I, I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't. Um, and also, like, I was watching Phantom Menace last night, and I like all the Star Wars movies. I enjoy the prequels. Um, I love the pod race. I love Darth Maul. You know, I, I like the setup for the whole story and everything. But, like, Jar Jar's tripping over stuff, and Anakin's like, yippee! And I'm like, <laughs> if I'm still enjoying this movie, like, there's no way The Force Awakens can be worse than this with, you know, a, a movie with Han Solo and X-Wings and TIE Fighters in it, right? So, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, <laughs> but going back to the whole uh, season of the Force, the one thing we forgot to mention was uh, Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah, I was about really to cool. go back to that too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what to expect from that. I heard things like, "Yeah, there's new Star Wars music, and you see X-wings and Tie Fighters and stuff," but wasn't sure how exactly it would play out. But it was really cool. I haven't been on that ride for a while, and ever since they changed the original music that was on it during like the mid '90s. Because that was a great piece of music they had on that ride. They changed it and it was never the same. But going on it with Star Wars music, and then you're seeing uh, like projections of X-Wings and TIE Fighters, it was a really cool effect. And my favorite part was before the ride even started and you're getting kicked off, you're going up the ramp and you're going to have the hyperspace effect and you're surrounded by this blue lighting, which was oh, really yeah. cool. So, yeah, that was another really good addition to Season of the Force also. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, I was thinking the one thing we didn't get to do in Launch Bay was play uh, that Disney Infinity um, with the Star Wars expansion because they they had some stations set up in there too where you could play that. Um, I but, just got my copy last week, but I haven't played too much of it because of Battlefront. So. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, because yeah, that, I think that same week we were at Disneyland, the uh, Battle of Jakku expansion for Battlefront came out. Um, and yeah, I was playing that for a couple hours earlier today before I started watching the Star Wars movies. So I'm still enjoying the heck out of Battlefront. Um, and yeah, that's that's just been awesome as well. Um, but yeah, the, the hyperspace mountain, like you were saying, I thought that was really cool. Um, there was one part where I had to duck because I thought I was going to hit my head on like this big TIE fighter prop <laughs> that they actually cool. had in there that you duck under. Like a lot of the stuff was on video screens and everything. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's not, maybe not quite as much of an immersive experience as like Star Tours is. Um, but you're on a roller coaster and as you're whipping around corners and stuff, you see stars flying past you and occasionally X-Wings and TIE Fighters shooting at each other and, you know, a Star Destroyer. And then there's a real TIE Fighter right there in front of you and all that kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, let's go on that a bunch of times. Um, but that was also partially because 
the line was always like an hour long. Um, and we happened to get fast passes for it that one time that we went on it. But I was like, yeah, I'm not going to wait in line to go on that a bunch of times. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, though. It's yeah, an enjoyable uh, Star Wars theme park experience there. And then the other thing that was cool about it, too, and, you know, we talked about this a lot while we were there, was just sort of the, the ambiance of it all mm-hmm. as you're walking around Disneyland and there's Star Wars music playing over the speakers. And when it gets dark and the sun goes down, they project these big light up uh like blue and red rebel and imperial logos on the walls of some of the buildings and stuff and i mean it's just really cool i saw a ton of people there with star wars t-shirts too and uh you know there's star wars merchandise all over the place that you can buy i bought a ton of stuff but there's still you know a ton more cool stuff that i didn't get um but i mean everything from you know action figures and t-shirts and force effects lightsabers to uh bb8 sippy cups and tie fighter shaped popcorn buckets and (laughs) you know all this kind of stuff so um it was just i mean it was a lot of fun um you know something uh, maybe a little bit similar to like celebration um but it's not quite on that level where everybody's like hardcore star wars fans but it's more just sort of like a fun family kind of thing like you know it's disneyland but a lot of people there love Star Wars as much as you do, so that was really cool. And I have to say, too, the Force was with us when we went on Star Tours most of the time, because we went on, I believe, three times. And the first time we waited in line a little bit, was probably like a half hour, 40 minutes at the most. But then the second time, where actually, because when you went over to the Disney California Park, I went on the Matterhorn, and I got stuck on there, <laughs> like in the middle of the ride. for oh, I had to wait almost about 20 minutes. And so they gave me like a free fast pass to use on any ride. So when we met up again, we go, oh, let's go on Star Tours. I got a, like a free fast pass that we could use right away. So we went on that, didn't have to wait. And then right before the park was closing, we're all, let's hit Star Tours up one more time. The line's not too bad. But then someone comes up to us, hey, I got uh, these two fast passes we're not going to use. You guys want them? We're like, heck yeah. <laughs> right. We went right on Star Tours again. So when we, the ride that, we wanted to check out the most we got to go on uh, a lot because of those uh, fast passes that we got that we weren't expecting to get. So the force was with us that day for Star Tours. Yeah, I guess my only complaint would be I went on Star Tours three times with you that day and I had gone on it one time with my family the previous day. So I went on it a total of four times. And out of those four times, I went to Naboo three times <laughs> uh, and Jakku four times, of course, because I think during this season of the force or at least leading up to the force awakens i don't know how long they're going to keep the star wars thing going afterwards and i would assume jakku is a permanent addition to the ride but i think just for um the time being right now they've made it so that uh they include that like that's one of the two destinations on every ride so that everybody gets to see that before the movie comes out um so you know i knew i was going to get that four times but then you know every time i'm like oh are we going to get tatooine coruscant nope naboo again um Oh, well, it's a great but, sequence, though. I really like it. It is. Movie. It's yeah. It's a lot of fun because you got the space battle, and then you're flying through the sky on Naboo, and then you crash in the water, and you're getting eaten by the clawfish, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So, still thoroughly enjoyed that, um, and overall was just uh, you know glad that I got to check that out. And um, like I said, in addition to all the the cool rides and stuff, it was just cool to be at Disneyland with, uh, you know, my family and my co-host and just with Star Wars stuff all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better way to help 
pass the time when you're so close into December than to go to Disneyland <laughs> and hang out and be immersed in Star Wars. So, yeah, it was really cool. Glad it worked out where we got to meet up and experience Season of the Force together. So, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, let's uh, – I mean, it feels weird to say this. I was going to say let's get to talking about Episode 7, although we've been talking about it intermittently for the past half hour but um <laughs> the last three years too <laughs> well that too <laughs> that's the whole reason we're on this podcast in the first place um but i know uh tim we uh or uh, you sent out some questions um on social media to our listeners earlier this week um and you know like i said we for this episode we wanted to kind of just reflect back on the last three years um and you know of course get ourselves excited for the movie too um, and so we just asked everybody, uh, you know, tell us what you're most excited to see in The Force Awakens and what your favorite moment um, has been leading up to the film. And before we get to uh, the responses from our listeners, which, uh, you know, we got quite a few responses. So thank you guys for, uh, you know, chiming in and uh, getting engaged with us. But um, first, uh, Tim, uh, favorite moment and uh, what you're most excited to see? Well, my favorite moment I mean, there's a lot of them. These past three years have been great and leading up. A lot of great moments when the big stuff happened. But for me, I'm going to have to go with the very first teaser when we got that. And not just seeing the teaser, but just the whole experience leading up to it and afterwards. Because we knew it was coming the day after Thanksgiving, the Black Friday of 2014. But when? Was it going to be midnight? Was it midnight Eastern time where maybe on the Pacific coast where we're at, it'd be 9 o'clock? Or would it be midnight Pacific time? So we're a bunch of Star Wars fans, especially on social media, who are wondering once it's going to happen. And we're just all chatting about it. And then just, and for me too, staying up all night, being like the watchman for a few uh, people, letting like on alert in case it drops like somewhere in the middle of the night <laughs> and letting the different Star Wars fans know when it's up. But then it finally hit early in the morning on Friday. I think it was like seven o'clock. And seeing that trailer for the first time uh, it was special to me because it was our first look at seeing new footage for a star wars movie like i said at the beginning of that we never thought we were gonna get and we said it before too on our episode for that teaser just how i thought it was the perfect teaser for the movie when we still had a year to go before we actually saw it and just showing the new characters but yet showing the the familiar stuff we know about the original trilogy with the Falcon at the end. It was just really put together. It was just really well done. And yeah, it was just great waking up to that. And then <laughs> one of my favorite moments too was uh, our good friend, Paul from the forest guys. I called him right after we saw it. Cause he was one of the people I had, I was on alert for whenever it dropped. So I called him right away. And it was pretty much, this was our conversation it was like, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> so just the that shock factor, that excitement of seeing footage of a new Star Wars movie was just great. And then I, that was just a great day because we got the trailer off. I, could, I didn't sleep the whole night, but then I couldn't sleep afterwards. So I just kept seeing the reaction from fans was great. And then I remember going out to dinner with some family that day. And there were t- people who, like aunts and uncles who I know aren't Star Wars fans, but were talking about it and talking to me about it was cool. And then we decided to record the podcast for that trailer the same day, which was great. Then after that, me and my brother watched some Clone Wars episodes. So it was just a great all-around Star Wars day that I'll always remember. So that's the one that sticks out to me as far as my favorite moment in the lead-up to it, the very first teaser. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, And, yeah, I mean, everything you said is right on. I mean, I'll never forget watching the first teaser for 
the movie. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, the first footage that you see from a new Star Wars movie is always something special. Um, but for my favorite moment leading up to it, I got to say uh, the second trailer at Celebration um, because the only thing cooler than seeing a tr- new trailer for a new Star Wars movie is seeing it in a theater surrounded by, um, you know, first of all, sitting side by side in the same row with a bunch of, you know, fellow podcasters and friends and people that I've, you know, known and talked to for, you know, a couple of years at least, um, you know, with you and uh, Mike and Matt from the Rebels podcast and Jason and Carl and everybody else that we were there with. Um, but then, of course, you know, us being in the overflow room uh, of like a couple thousand people watching the Force Awakens panel on that huge digital screen. And then, of course, knowing that there were like four, five, six thousand people in the other room, you know, live there with J.J. Abrams on stage and everything um, and getting to see that trailer and hearing the Chewie were home and everybody losing their minds like that might be the most excited group of people that i've ever been around and this is coming from someone who's been at a world series game game seven where the home team won Um, bring that up kyle (laughs) oh right yeah sorry too soon um (laughs) yes Oh, for the record, for people who don't know, I'm talking about Game 7 of the 2001 World Series uh, where my Diamondbacks beat Tim's Yankees long before I ever knew who the heck Tim was. But um, <laughs> that was an awesome moment as well. And uh, obviously, I mean, I can't really compare the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was it's, – it's going to forever be one of my greatest memories as a Star Wars fan. Like as excited as I was and then that was just, you know, amplified like – tenfold just you know sort of channeling the or you know feeding off the energy of everybody else in the room um you know and and everybody just like screaming and going nuts and of course it was the first time that we saw footage of kylo ren's mask as well um and you guys know how much of a kylo ren fanboy i am and you know i mean all the other cool stuff we saw in that trailer and i mean hearing everybody's reaction too when you realize for the first time in that very first shot that it's a downed star destroyer in the background um you know, where you see Ray's speeder just going across that landscape, and it's like, oh, cool, there's some desert and, you know, some sand dunes, and oh, cool, there's a crashed X-Wing, and then there's a big mountain or something in the bed. Whoa, that's a Star Destroyer. Holy (laughs) crap. Um, And you could kind of just, like, hear the gasps and stuff scattered around the room as everybody realized what that actually was. Um, And, of course, I mean, the whole celebration was awesome, too. Everything from... uh, you know, being there for the Battlefront panel and seeing that trailer to um, all the the Rebels stuff that we got and the the Clone Wars, uh, the Bad Batch arc that we got to see the screening of and the Rebels uh, Season 2 premiere, which was also, you know, a a huge highlight where, you know, we sat in line for like four hours chatting with Paul and some other people and then, you know, got to see the, uh, you know, the Siege of Lothal with... Uh, I mean, just that awesome stuff with Vader and Ahsoka and everything. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I could say that all of Celebration Anaheim was a highlight. Um, but if I had to pick even, you know, a more specific moment, I would just say that Force Awakens panel on that first morning where we got that second trailer. Um, cause I, I mean, that's one of those things where when I'm watching trailers on YouTube, sometimes I still prefer to not watch like the official version put out by the Star Wars channel, but to watch videos that were recorded by the people in the room um so you know you see 
the the trailer recorded off the screen, but then you get to hear everybody's reactions to it in the room, and that never fails to get me excited just because I realize how excited we all were for it at the time. So um, that was something really cool and really special for me. Yeah, I actually went back a few days ago, part of it's not what I wanted to do to lead up to The Force Awakens. I wanted to go back and watch some of the like different panels and stuff that J.J. and the cast have did this year, and I watched the celebration panel. Yeah, it really took... Look, when I watched it, it took me back to remind me what a great time that was being there and seeing that for the first time. And then I did what you did afterward. After the video they had posted on YouTube ended, um, because I didn't have the trailer, I went back and didn't watch the trailer that's put online, but what you just mentioned, a fan video. Actually, the one I saw was, it starts off from the fans' perspective filming from their seats, but then they put the actual you know video of the trailer that's online and they just overdub it with the audio he took from his phone here in the crowd reaction. So, yeah, it was just great to relive that again, hearing all the cheers and the oohs, like he said, for the Star Destroyer, and then the Chewy were home line. I mean, that just still gives you chills when you hear it, and then when you hear it, the crowd, it's, it still has that effect on you. So, yeah, definitely know why that was your top choice. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, I mean, some other highlights. Uh, Battlefront, obviously. Um, not just getting the game, but like every E3 where yeah. you know, there was some new footage. I mean, I could even say that a highlight for me was just like, I mean, that first E3 where there was an announcement that there would be a new Star Wars Battlefront game because, um, I mean, honestly, I'm obviously at this point, I'm more excited for a new Star Wars movie than I am for a new Star Wars game. But I've been waiting for a new Battlefront game for far longer than I've been waiting for uh, an Episode 7 for Um. You know, I, I've been waiting for a new Battlefront game since like 2008, 2009, back when we never even thought there would ever be a, another Star Wars movie. So yeah. that was obviously something hugely exciting. And I've loved that whole experience of, you know, waiting for the game to come out and now finally having it and all the awesome times we've spent playing that. Um, and also, you know, just all the all the podcasts that we've done, all the, the talk and the speculation and the trailer dissection and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's been... A fun three years. It's been uh, it's been kind of like long and short at the same time. It's one of those things where you look back and go like, oh, wow, has it been three years already? Like it kind of doesn't seem that long. But then when you think about it, it's like, yeah, a lot's happened in those three yeah. years. And it kind of has been a while. So true. Yeah. When you think about all the stuff we covered and talked about, yeah, it really has been a while. But it's gone by like that when <laughs> at least that's how it feels now that we're so close. So, yeah, it is kind of that strange feeling of being really long but yet going by super quick yeah speaking of which you, you remember when the um the title was first announced as the force awakens and there were all those jokes going around where people would say like the force awakens the force hits the snooze button the force yeah. goes back to sleep the force makes some coffee the force cooks breakfast <laughs> um since this is going to kind of be just like a short episode and it's coming out you know we're going to be putting it out right before the force awakens maybe i'll title this one like the force's alarm clock goes off <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite awake yet, but it's right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's hearing the alarm. This is what happens right before The Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got to say, those got old pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of did, but at the same time, I was like, eh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, But yeah, so, okay, so those are our favorite moments leading up to it, um, or some of them anyway, because again, like I said, it's just been so much you know, so much good stuff and there's no way we can like recap everything from three years and, uh, you know, just a few minutes here, but, um, we've talked about our highlights and now, uh, I think I probably know the answer to this, but what are you most looking forward to from episode seven? 
So besides Captain Phasma? Yes, besides <laughs> Captain Phasma. Um, so I'm still having trouble, obviously, the whole movie, but I think this is a testament to how great it looks, where I don't know what I really want, what I'm looking forward to the most, because a lot of, we're seeing interviews right now with Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Adam Driver talking about their characters. Like, I'm so intrigued with these new characters. I can't wait to find out more about them and be introduced to them. Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren in particular, those three. So I'm really looking forward to that. But then, you know, we got Han Solo coming back. We got Princess Leia coming back. And then the big one. I guess I'll just go with Luke because he's been my favorite character growing up. It's always him and Obi-Wan were always my two favorites. And seeing that's going go, again going back to what we we don't know where the story is going to go for these characters and luke is the biggest one for me where i just can't wait to find out not only what he's been through the last 30 years but where he's going you know once we see him in episode seven and where he's at i mean i just can't i really don't know what my reaction is going to be when he pops up on screen for the first time it's just going to be <laughs> it's going to be so glorious to see Luke Skywalker on the big screen again. I hope he doesn't have any dialogue right away because I think I won't be able to hear it with all the cheering that I'm sure <laughs> he's going to get once he first pops on screen. So, yeah, but then the I guess finding out Luke's story, I'll say, is my most anticipated. But then also from what I'm seeing in the footage, I can't wait for what looks to be the last battle of the movie on you know, with Finn and Kylo Ren in that lightsaber battle. And I think there's definitely going to be more than what's been shown mm-hmm. in that fight between those two. So I can't wait to see that and how the movie climaxes and how everything ends and just to see where the characters are at by the time that battle is over. So, yeah, that's probably my most anticipated sequence. And Luke finding out about Luke is my most anticipated, I guess, character story arc that I just can't wait for. And I'm sure millions of fans as we know as the questions are being asked where's luke where's luke so i'm sure i'm not alone on that one but i can't deny that that's what i'm most excited to see yeah well i mean you make a good point that it really is a testament to the the way that they've developed these new characters and obviously i mean we don't really know how they've developed them because we haven't seen the movie with all the character development and stuff but um i mean the way that i guess they've presented them so far that um you know, if you would ask me like a year or two ago what I was most excited to see in episode seven, of course, I would have been like Luke and Han and Leia and the Millennium Falcon and Chewie and all this kind of stuff. But now I think I might be even more excited um, for the new characters. Like, obviously, a, a big one on the top of my list. I'm just super <laughs> excited to see Kylo Ren, um, you know, find out more about his character um, but also I mean, Ray has jumped up right there below him. Just, I mean, because of all our speculation about, uh, you know, who's she related to, what's her, her character arc going to be? Um, is she a Jedi? Is she a Skywalker? Is she going to end up using a lightsaber? All this kind of stuff. And I can't wait to, uh, to find that out. So, um, I, I think Kylo Ren might be the character that I'm just most excited to see like in action on screen. Um, you know, I, I just want to see like as much of that mask and that lightsaber as possible, but story wise, um, I really want to find out like Ray's origins and, uh, her, her relationships and everything, and then see where she's going as a character. Um, and then of course, like you said, Luke as well. Um, I, I, I want to know, you know, where's Luke, what's happened to Luke, what's Luke going to do, um, especially I'm kind of surprised that they've managed to keep the mystery under wraps this long. I mean, it was, 
don't know, months or I don't remember how long ago it was, but it's been quite a while since we got that leaked uh, image of Luke in costume. Um, and uh, I mean, if you had told me back then that that would be the only glimpse of Luke that we got until the movie came out, I'd have been like, man, seriously? Because I, I guess I thought like with something that big leaking kind of early on, I thought eventually we'll see more of that. But nope, they have kept a really tight lid on that. Yeah, Luke and Snoke. I mean, they've done a great job. With yeah. Those two. And well, I was gonna say Maz Kanata too, but she's on the poster, so mm-hmm. can't really and say that. For apparently, her. I've heard that she's in a couple of TV spots that I haven't watched yet. So, um, but at this point, I mean, the the look of her character is not really a surprise to me. I am excited to you know as well to kind of see what the deal is with her character and where she fits into the story. But um, the first time we see Maz Kanata, I'm not gonna freak out. The first time we see yeah. Luke, I am gonna freak out. <laughs> um, and the first time we see Snoke, I might freak out depending on what he looks like. But um, also, yeah, like is Snoke Darth Plagueis? Can't wait to find that out too. Um, Which I don't think we're gonna get in Episode Seven, even if he is end up being Plagueis. That's something I was expecting for eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, and same here. But at the same time, like even if we don't get the reveal till then, I know we'll at least get more information because obviously we have to find out something about the character. And um, I think it'll either be obvious right off the bat that this is a completely different character and it's not Plagueis, or there will at least be hints and things where, you know, we can be like, well, he didn't say he's Plagueis, but that does sort of fit the description and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously lots of unanswered questions, lots of mysteries still kept tight in their boxes so um man lots of you know obviously lots of great stuff to see like you said that lightsaber battle at the end um super excited for that as well as i mean these aerial uh dog fights between the x-wings and tie fighters can't wait to see those in action again um and then hearing new john williams music as well um is just gonna be you know, like I said, that, that's one of those things that with every new Star Wars movie is just one of those things that's really special about it. Um, this is going to be a little weird for me, too, with hearing new John Williams music. This will be the first time I'm hearing it for the first time in the movie because, you know, with the prequels, it's always the soundtracks came out before the movie actually came out. And I got familiar with them, and, but not for this one. I'm going to be hearing it for the first time as I watch the movie. So it's going to be a little different this time around. Yeah. And again, I'm like personally, I'm happy that that's how they're doing it. Um, there've been like a couple of videos released recently where you get like a little behind the scenes, look at a couple of scoring sessions and hear a little bit of the music. Um, and I did watch one of those just to kind of get a little bit of a teaser to whet my appetite. But, um, you know, honestly, like if you handed me a CD of the soundtrack right now, I wouldn't listen to it until after the movie came out. (laughs) I'd pop it in right now and listen to it as much as I could. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, can't wait for that as well. Um, and honestly, I mean, there's so many little intangible things, too, that um, yeah. it's it's almost like I don't even know that I'm looking forward to. But after the movie, I'm going to realize that, like, it's so cool that we have that. Um, I mean, like, you know, like you said, just knowing that it's going to be seven Star Wars movies instead of six. And um, I mean, whether it's just like, you know, certain characters, the way they fit into the story or like small things like quotable lines of dialogue. I mean, we'll have, you know, new, new Star Wars quotes to use and (laughs) jokes to make and, you know, pop culture references and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be just 
so awesome when this is finally out there and uh um you know now like you know sort of regardless of expectations like whether it's not that great whether it's the most amazing thing ever um i i just can't wait to see it and see how this is going to all fit in and you know continue this uh, the saga and the legacy yeah but i mean the star wars universe as we know it is going to change in a few days like i said before and i'm excited for that i mean to know that what we knew before is we might view differently and the characters that we knew before we may view them differently also and even the fate of some of those characters maybe might come to an end in episode seven yeah yeah it's gonna we're gonna be in for a whirlwind too and like you were saying like no matter how what we think of it or how the general consensus among star wars fan and just the general public of this movie is i mean it's kind of like this for me with episode one too because well i do really like episode one as a movie and even though it gets panned by a lot of people and fans part of me that still has that movie is a special place for me is just the build-up that we had for it it was such an exciting time for star wars fans and i'll always remember it and this one even more so than episode one in the build-up to it so just these good memories that i've had these past three years leading up to it I think that's going to play into my fondness of the movie, whether it lives up or not to expectations. So mm. I'm not sure if there's other people who view it that way. They just go in just how the movie is. But for me, the build up to it plays a part. And I think my overall, uh, like when I maybe five years from now, when I'm looking back at the build up for episode seven. It's going to be a positive one. And even if the movie doesn't live up to expectation, I think a part of that positive build up to it is going to help me. Like if, even if, even though it was a very terrible uh, like possibility where it's bad, which again, I don't think is going to be the case. There's still going to be a part of me that's going to enjoy watching it again because I'm just going to take me back to that time where we were all building up to episode seven and nothing's going to take away from those good memories, whether it's good or bad or not. So yeah, absolutely. Thankfully that's always going to be there regardless of how the movie is, but I'm pretty confident that it's going to be good memories mixed in with a very, very good movie too. So yeah. I don't think I have to worry about that too much. Yeah, I, I think uh it's looking like that's a pretty safe bet at this point. Um and I, I you know, again, we haven't seen any reviews or anything like that, but um just based on the footage that we've seen, the things we've heard about it and just the you know, what seems like the love and care and dedication and effort that's going into making this thing. Um it's like you know, we we still have to see how the story plays out, but you know, part of me still just wants to be like, how could it possibly be bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I think we talked about this on past episodes, but I'm really anxious to see what my reaction is when I walk out of the theater. What am I going to be thinking? Like, is like hopefully it's like my mind is blown. I just saw something incredible. But I think what's going to be is like I'm going to have a hard time processing that I just saw a brand new Star Wars movie and. I think we're gonna we're gonna be in for a few surprises in it too. So I will I be thinking more about that, like what happened to certain characters before I go back and think of like the overall movie experience. It's gonna it's gonna feel weird, I have to say, probably once I leave the theater, which is why I wanna, you know, see it again not the right after, but I think like I'm, my plan is to see it Thursday night, uh kind of digest it and take it all in on Friday and, you know, go get all the new books, the soundtrack and all that stuff and then see it again on Saturday morning, you know, to fully immerse myself into having those I guess expectations of what I saw previously going into the movie knowing what it is and maybe viewing it differently once you see it for the second time because that always happens with movies for me too so I don't know I'm curious to see what am I going to be feeling once I walk out of that theater that's going to be something I'm anticipating (laughs) with the movie itself so hopefully Mm -hmm. it's one of the 
positive ones were just a mind-blowing experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping the same thing, obviously. Um, but we only have to wait four more days to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that in the makes meantime, me a little nervous too. <laughs> just, like you said, it's so close. <laughs> yeah, me excited. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, let's uh, read some responses from some other people who chimed in here. Um, and we've got uh, we put this out on on Facebook and Twitter. We got a couple Twitter responses, a whole bunch of Facebook responses, and also an email. Um, so you know, we'll we'll start with the kind of short Twitter responses here. Chris G says, "I'm most excited to see what has happened and what will transpire between Han and Leia. Uh, seeing them in that embrace is Ray their daughter." Um, I think so. Tim, are you still on the the Skywalker train with Ray? I am still on the mindset that she is going to end up being Luke's daughter. I'm still thinking that because as we talked about in depth in previous episodes, I still have a hard time thinking or maybe it'll explain in the movie if it is the case, if she is Han and Leia's daughter, why they left her there when, you know, they're not in hiding or in exile or anything. They're still out about in the galaxy. So if it is the case, I'm sure there'll be a good reason. But right now, I just can't picture why they would do that to their daughter. So we'll see. We will see. And I will not be disappointed either if she is Han and Leia's daughter. As long as she is somehow connected to the Skywalker line, whether it's through Luke or Leia, it's cool with me. So we'll yeah. find out. And and again, I'm like I would go to Vegas and bet money on that right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Paolo Monroy says, I'm excited for the whole movie to be awesome. Um, again, we're right there with you, hoping it'll be awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, just everything that we've seen so far makes it look like it will be. In fact, you know what? After we finish recording this, I might just have to like go watch all the trailers again to just get myself more amped up. See, that's my plan for the night before. Before I go to sleep, oh, yeah. I'm going to be in my bed with my phone and just go back from the beginning, watching from the first teaser all the way up to the last one, TV spots, and maybe even some interviews with JJ and all that stuff in the cast. So <laughs> that's my final day plan. Yeah, I'll do that again on Wednesday. But like even last night after I watched The Phantom Menace, I was like, I feel like going and watching an episode seven trailer. I don't <laughs> I care do if that, that I don't yeah. I don't know if that's cheating and jumping ahead a little bit, but I don't care. No, it's not. That just goes to the point where what I was thinking before, where how you've seen those Star Wars movies that you've seen so many times before, and you know a new one is coming, that just gets you more excited, and you finish it, and you go, I want to watch the newest one. Because you, when you're watching the trailer, you think back to what you just saw, and when you're watching uh, the move, one of the old movies, you're thinking ahead. So I just love that whole Star Wars movies connecting, and this is the history that this saga is having. It's just so good. It just gets mm-hmm. you so pumped up. Yeah. Um, and then over on Facebook, uh, Christoph Keitzman was our first responder, and he said, I'm scared it will suck. Um, <laughs> um, I, have to, I think his fears will be put to rest by the time he sees on Thursday. At least I hope so. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's maybe still like a tiny part of me that's maybe worried that it just won't live up to expectations. Um, and I mean... That's kind of hard to say, I guess, because on the one hand, like even JJ and Mark Hamill and some other people have come out in interviews and said, like, yeah, there's no way this movie is going to live up to expectations because people's expectations are through the roof and you can't please everybody. Um, But and, you know, so that's why I'm sort of tempering my trying to temper my expectations a little bit and hoping that it'll just be as good as some of the other Star Wars movies that it'll fit right in and feel like a, a another good installment of the saga like it doesn't have to be the best thing since sliced bread um it can just be some very good tasting bread and i'll be happy um but you know so um 
but you know and, and i guess at this point i'm not really worried that it'll suck uh like i said watching the phantom menace i was like i i'm pretty sure jj can make it better than this and i don't think phantom menace sucks i know some people do but you know i i enjoy it so um yeah hopefully those fears will uh not be founded i guess um, but then he also says his favorite moment was discovering Star Wars The Old Republic, um, which, of course, that's something that I have uh, really enjoyed as well. Um, I guess I discovered it before uh, the announcement that we were getting an episode that Episode 7 was coming out. Um, so I don't really necessarily associate it with that time frame, but I have played a lot of it over the last three years. Um, and so that's something I've enjoyed as well. Uh, actually, Kristoff uh, does have some more to say on Facebook, saying that he's most excited about hearing Williams' old themes and new surprising arrangements, as well as discovering new themes as the plot develops. And that he said he's most eager to see what the opening scene will be after the scroll, and whether it will be a planet, a moon, or something different altogether. I hope it's something different, but I hope it's not Luke's cut-off hand <laughs> with a lightsaber <laughs> attack. Uh, remember that good old rumor? <laughs> yeah. From I mean, way heard back that when. Get much too much traction lately, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if that was like an early draft of the script or if it was just something somebody made up. But I think it's safe to say at this point, I, I'm not expecting to see that. Oh yeah, and that is one of the things. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I haven't found out yet, and don't want to find out till I see the movie. What is the first thing we're going to see once the crawl fades away and we get the music and? We see the stars in the galaxy, and where is it going to pan down to? So, I think it's going to be Poe Dameron in his X-wing flying towards Jakku. See, I could think that too. Or is it like, will he already be on Jakku? And like, it pans down to the planet, and we see him on there already. But I, I, is, I do hope it is what you're saying that he's in his X-wing, and we see him go there. Maybe having a conversation with BB-8 because we know one of them yeah. is probably going to say this. <laughs> I, well, didn't he say on some other show the second word is? is or will or something like that yeah yeah i don't remember what the second word is but it was something. oh you know i think it was will because i think or maybe uh, i don't remember now but i saw someone was like oh could this be the first line of the force awakens and it was like a line from one of the other movies that started with the same two words and i'm thinking it was vader saying this will be a day long remembered um but it could i i could be misremembering that yeah, well, that didn't kick off a Star Wars movie. No, it didn't. <laughs> Vader didn't say that in the beginning, but yep, again, we'll find out in a few days. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we got um, another comment from Martin. He says, my favorite moment was from October 2012 when Disney bought the rights and said there was going to be a new Star Wars. So far, I've loved most of the new content that's been released, including novels like Dark Disciple and Lords of the Sith. All the young adult novels, the Marvel comics and Battlefront have all been great in my opinion. I'm totally ready ready to have my friends and family around me with a bucket of popcorn and coke and watch The Force Awakens. I'll see slash hear your guys on the other side. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about that the initial announcement <laughs> of this whole thing. I mean, because it's been so much great stuff after that. But yeah, there was. I mean, sometimes I even still, but especially like the months of that year, 2012, just going to sleep at night and then thinking, wow getting a new star wars movie in three years so crazy i mean it was a shock i mean nobody saw that coming and it's definitely we we're just talking about darth vader saying this will be a day long remembered that is definitely a day that will be long remembered for star wars fans mm-hmm. yeah for sure but at the same time i mean at least i know i was one of those people who was maybe a little bit more skeptical at first um 
I mean, I, I wasn't one of those people who was like, oh, crap, they got bought by Disney. This movie's going to suck and it's just going to be for kids and blah, blah, blah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, well, I'm not going to like jump right up and say, oh, man, this movie's going to be awesome because we don't know who's directing it, who's going to be in it, what it's going to be about, anything like that. So, I mean, it's cool that there's going to be more Star Wars, but we'll just have to wait and see to find out what to expect from it. Um, and then, of course, as we started seeing, you know, cast announcements and trailers and all that kind of stuff, then my anticipation started building more and more um, to the fever pitch that it's at right now. So, yep. And from um, what we're seeing, it looks like it was a good bet that <laughs> Disney put on and bought the franchise. Yeah. So. All right. And then another message we got from Paul, Paul Gann. He says, uh, I'm most excited to see how well the story ties in with the current six films. My most favorite moment was hearing the music of John Williams on the video you guys posted today, which was on uh, December 11th, which was like a tease for the 60 Minutes uh, special they had tonight where we got to hear some new music from the first time, which is pretty cool. Then he says, but my most favorite thing overall was uh, getting to speculate with other fans. And definitely agree that speculation is half the fun <laughs> in the build-up to a new Star Wars movie. And everyone had an opinion or a crazy theory to speculate on. So it was just good to hear all the different ones, even as crazy as some were. I mean, I think speculation gets a bad rap from some people, but it's, it's fun. You just go, even if your idea is crazy, if you don't know nothing about the movie yet, put out some crazy ideas. You never know what, what they're thinking. And it's just fun to think about all the possibilities when it comes to new Star Wars stories. So definitely agree that speculation was a big part in the lead up to it and a fun time to have when, once we talk about it on the podcast or just interact with people on social media. So I'm always up for good speculative talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and man, you know, it's funny, like, you know how a couple years ago or whatever, they did like that comic series where it was um, the story, the story of Star Wars just based off George Lucas's like very first yeah. story ideas and stuff. It would be fun to do like a comic or a, a I don't know, just a, a work of fiction or a, um, a fan film or something like that based off of, you know, piecing together like all the different rumors and stuff that we heard for episode seven, like leading up to it. Like <laughs> if all that ended up being true, what would the movie have been like? Um, and you find out that like Luke Skywalker is actually Kylo Ren and Finn is Lando's son and uh, I don't know, Poe Dameron is played by Leonardo DiCaprio or you know, whatever, like all this crazy stuff. And there's, uh, you know, Dathomir witches and Mandalorians and Darth Plagueis and, you know, all this kind of stuff in it. Um, that, that will be the comic where it can open up with Luke's hand holding on. Yes, and it'll start with a severed hand floating through space. See, that would be fun. But what I really want, kind of what you just said, what they did with the Star Wars comic knowing that they changed stuff from Lucas's original story treatments, if we can get that told in some way, if they want to do the whole the Star Wars thing all over again based on George Lucas's early treatments. Because mm. I'm so intrigued by what he had and what was different in the final film. Even though um, we do know, Kathleen Kennedy said just recently too, and I think in a Rolling Stone article where uh, George's you know basic ideas are still intact. I mean, she says they didn't throw it all out and we just started fresh with something new so they're still in there but mm -hmm. just how much and what changed i'm still fascinated by that whole idea yeah definitely i mean yeah like you said they they changed stuff they expanded on things they probably took some things out or, or you know made some adjustments or whatever but um she said you know it just kind of evolved with the process as films do because the the treatments that george gave them they weren't even really long detailed 
uh, plot synopses that were just kind of like basic outlines for, you know, who the characters are and what was going to happen and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, it just changed as sort of a, a natural part of the evolving creative process. And so it's not like they, uh, you know, got George Lucas's treatments and said, oh, yeah, thanks, George, but uh, we're going to do something else and threw him out the window. Um you know, so I'm sure, like you said, there will still be uh, plenty of his influence in sort of the, the backbone of the story. But at the same time, um, you know, lots of new stuff added and stuff changed as well. So it would be cool to go back and see um, at some point, you know, what his original ideas for it were. Yeah, whether it's in like a new fictional story told in a comic or just sort of making a documentary. I just want to find out some way, somehow. Yeah. But then uh, our buddy Matt Cranky from the Rebels podcast, he simply just says, I want to see some kick-butt lightsaber fights, <laughs> which uh, Martin chimed in afterwards saying, never mind what I said, I'm with Matt. So <laughs> I think we are going to be in for some kick-butt lightsaber fights. And John Boyega has been talking about that more recently, how in JJ2, where it's not going to be as, you know, like, I guess, finally choreographed as the prequel was. And uh, it's going to be, they describe it as more like rough and, you know, just going all out in, in a duel between Finn and Kylo Ren. So, and actually, I have to say, we were talking about TV spots earlier. There was one that came out that showed a little more of that fight, but I was, that kind of made me think, okay, I'm checking out on TV spots from now on because <laughs> we're so close and yet more and more are popping up and they're showing more and more. And part of the marketing stuff that I liked was they just were teasing that lightsaber fight. All we saw, was Finn igniting it in that short Instagram tease and then Kylo Ren in the first teaser. And then in the last trailer, we saw them about to come to blows, but we never saw it. I liked how they were keeping that a mystery and we wouldn't see it until we saw the movie. But I was a little disappointed that I, that was the one thing because I've been watching TV Spot. That was the first time I thought, ah, I really didn't want to see that because I want to see this lightsaber fight for the first time when I see the movie. So. I'm done with the TV spots and I'm whatever else is going to be in this fight. I will see for the first time in four days. So, yeah. And man, I, oh, I cannot wait to see that. Um, I read that stuff that you were talking about where they said it's going to be more, um, I don't know, like you said, kind of rough, uh, you know, not as sort of finely choreographed, um, and not as sort of complex and flashy as some of the lightsaber fights, uh, from the prequels. But, I mean, I'm interested to see how they do it. I'm not, like, disappointed, like, oh, man, we're not going to get another Duel of the Fates. Like, um, I mean, I think the the prequel lightsaber fights were, um, they were very appropriate for that era where, yeah, you know, the, where there were thousands of Jedi in the galaxy. They had obviously honed and perfected their craft. And meanwhile, the Sith were in hiding, biding their time, and they were perfecting their craft. And you were seeing these mystical warriors, like, both kind of at the height of their power um, going at it and at the, you know now in the we come to episode seven and you're gonna see um you know kylo ren who's a, a darth vader worshiper who built his own lightsaber uh fighting a, a, a ex stormtrooper with a lightsaber like uh you know i certainly would not expect this to be obi-wan kenobi versus anakin skywalker here um but I'm I'm very interested to see how they do it. I want to see, you know, how the choreography looks, how the effects look, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just, yeah, that that is also got to be one of my most anticipated moments. Um, and I know, I, I think I probably mentioned that before, but um, not just from like a story standpoint of seeing, you know, what happens and who wins and, 
all that, but just, you know, the more technical, uh, you know, cool stuff about lightsaber fights too. Like I said, the effects, the choreography, the, the sound effects and the, the scenery of, you know, the snowy forest and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, just can't wait to see all of that come together. Yeah. I mean, I could easily be disappointed by those comments and go, oh, they're not going to be as like cool as the prequel lightsaber fights. Cause those are awesome. I mean, those, those are tough to beat, but I think it's great that each trilogy is going to have its own like unique lightsaber fighting style. And we'll see if the episode eight and nine continue what episode seven establishes. But I like how each one is going to kind of have their own unique style for their respective trilogies. And I can't wait to see how Finn and Kylo Ren's lightsaber fight and possibly more <laughs> later on. So yeah, that's definitely up there too. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, we get some more comments from, uh, you know, Omar says that uh, Celebration was my favorite moment leading to The Force Awakens. Um, and obviously, you know, we talked about that in depth and, you know, just all the, the awesome stuff that uh, we got to see there. That was my favorite moment as well. Um, Joey Letson, who, by the way, thank you very much, Joey. Joey just texted me earlier today, um, asked me if I had a Captain Phasma Black Series figure yet, which I had actually just gone to a couple stores earlier today looking for one, and they didn't have them. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm at Toys R Us, and I don't really collect the six-inch stuff, but uh, they've got one here if you want me to get it for you. And I was like, yes, get it now. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Joey. I don't have it in hand yet, obviously, but Joey got me a... a Black Series Captain Phasma um, that I am very grateful for. Um, And he said... Now I'm jealous of you, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he said, I'm excited to learn about these new characters and whether or not they'll match the greatness of the big three. Um, And I mean, that's something cool too. I mean, like we said, from what we've seen so far, it looks like... I mean, at least we're excited to to see these characters, to learn about them. Um, And I guess... I'm not expecting them to sort of match the the greatness necessarily because um, I think, you know, it's part of a, a product of the times we live in as well. Um, back in the 70s, like, there had never been anything like Star Wars before. Um, and so I think Han, Luke, and Leia are cemented in pop culture history in a way that no other trio of characters probably ever can be. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I'm not expecting the new characters to try to fill those shoes, I think they're going to sort of, I I think they'll carve out their own niche. I think they're going to, you know, make their own impact, especially because I, I, you know, I've said this before. I don't think that Ray Finn and Poe Dameron are the big three of this new trilogy. I think Ray Finn and Kylo Ren are the big three. Um, And one of the big three is on the other side. But um, I, I think like I said, because, at least, you know, from what we can assume based on the ages of the actors and stuff, um, Kylo Ren is going to be, you know, much closer in age uh, to the, you know, the other heroes than, like, Darth Vader ever was. Um, and, you know, based on a lot of the speculation that he might be related to Rey um, and all this kind of stuff, I think he's going to feel a lot more, um, I don't know, sort of connected to those characters and... Uh, you know, like I said, feel like maybe someone who could have been a part of their group or could have been one of the big three and ended up on the wrong side of things. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that dynamic works out between those characters. And, I mean, Poe Dameron as well. I think he's going to be cool, and I think he's going to have um, a really big role and maybe be like, I don't know, maybe it'll be the big four or, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm wrong and he he will have a, a bigger role than I'm expecting. But, um 
I don't know. Yeah, definitely a lot of cool stuff to uh, to be anticipating here with these new characters. Yeah, and I hope there's no one going into it with high expectations. Like, oh, these three new characters must be as you know iconic and memorable as Han, Luke, and Leia. Because I think, like you said, that's impossible. They were the first, and they've been around longer, have almost forty years of these characters being around and people falling in love with them. So, um, I'm sure it's going to be like a generation generational thing too, where Fans who are going to be introduced to Star Wars through The Force Awakens, Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, John, I mean, uh, Poe Dameron, that is going to be their favorites. They're going to like them more than Han, Luke, and Leia. And I mean, we saw the same thing with the prequels. I mean, as much as people, <laughs> older fans, like, don't think they hold a candle to the original trilogy and their characters, the kids that grew up in those movies view Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme as their, you know, three main characters, and they continued on to the Clone Wars. So they do have that you know, history already too with numerous stories that fans fell in love with. So I just think it's gonna be the same thing with this one where the if this is whoever's their first exposure to Star Wars is through the Force Awakens, they're gonna fall in love with these new characters and they will probably enjoy it more than Han Luke and Leia and Anakin Obi Wan and Padmaid. But as far as us Star Wars fans who are familiar with the old characters, it's kind of a wait and see for me anyway. And I don't think anyone's gonna top Han Luke and Leia as the best core characters for a trilogy but i'm excited for what i'm seeing with ray finn and kylo ren and poe dameron i mean that's the, how you're talking about maybe it's going to be the like the big four that would be something different for this trilogy or maybe by the time we see episode seven we'll have a better idea of who actually the new core of the characters are going to be whether it is three or maybe four so that'll be another thing to look forward to when mm-hmm. we see the movie and to see where they're all going to end up after the movie and leading into episode eight so yeah, it's another thing to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then Brian has a gave us a message on Facebook too, saying, "I'm excited to see a certain character story arc. How much has grown, or how much he has grown from this first appearance and the lasting impact he will leave on the saga. I'm excited to see what questions still remain after the Force Awakens. Unfortunately, I think most of my questions won't be answered until Episode Eight. Who are Ray's parents? What is Snoke's backstory? What role do the Knights of Ren have in the sequel trilogy?" There have been so many great events of speculation and imagination of the plot of The Force Awakens over the last two years. The day of the cast announcement might have been the most fun. So many possibilities. I'm very happy with what we're getting. You know, the cast announcement thing was an interesting one for me because that was a big moment when it got announced, but maybe it's just me, but it was kind of almost a relief type thing. Like, finally, we got it <laughs> yeah. with uh, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher coming back. I mean, we joked that that was the worst kept secret ever <laughs> regarding to The Force Awakens. And I mean, even though know, there were certain actors like Andy Serkis and uh, Domino Gleason, Daisy Ridley, that we didn't know that they were going to be in the movie. But even the weeks leading up to the announcement, we heard about uh, Adam Driver, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac. So it wasn't a full surprise of just kind of finally getting that confirmation. But yeah, but then Brian brings out a good point how once we got that, the speculation went wild. <laughs> They're all mm-hmm. coming up with crazy theories. Who's Han and Leia's kid? Who's Luke's kid? Will they have kids? Like who? Like who are the new big three? As we were just talking about. So, yeah. Well, that was definitely a big moment and a lot of fun to speculate. It was really a like a finally relief type thing for me <laughs> to finally get that confirmation. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny too because like when you talk about it being the worst kept secret with. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher coming back. I think we were still maybe kind of unsure about whether or not Harrison Ford was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was the only one that was still kind of a question mark. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was it was great to you know get that uh, that announcement, that confirmation. Um, on the one hand, like you said, to just sort of get the relief of like, okay, now we can stop speculating about it and we know who's going to be in it. But at the same time, um, you know, the excitement too of being like, yes, now we know they are coming back. And at the same time, you know, speculating about all who all these new people might be playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was certainly one of the one of the great moments as well. Yeah, definitely. And then the last message we got on Facebook was from Alan, who says, the music and Captain Phasma, which I will not argue with him on that one. So, <laughs> uh, Captain Phasma, I mean, it's come out that she's not going to be in it as much as I would like. I mean, there's no set time or anything revealed, but I believe Gwendolyn Christie and Kathleen Kennedy have said that. You know, she may not be in it a lot, but she definitely, her present is, her, you feel her presence whenever she's on screen, so... That armor just looks so, so cool every time there's a new image. And I just can't wait to see it in motion on screen for whatever, how many scenes she's in. And I'm glad that, because she has to have some type of action sequence in the movie. I mean, we know she's going to be on the attack on Maz Kanata's castle. So hopefully we see her in action there and who knows what else. But I just can't wait to see what she's going to do and hear her talk too. Because while we did get that toy uh, reveal where she had some lines of dialogue, I kind of thought, that would have paved the way for maybe getting to hear her in a trailer or the TV spots. But so far they haven't showed anything new with her besides from those few shots we got in the last trailer. So I can't wait to finally see her on screen and just to see what she's going to do because uh, I just can't wait to see that character in her armor in action. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not as much of a Phasma loyalist as you are, but um <laughs> I'm definitely excited to see that character as well. I think there's just so much, you know, so much stuff to see, so many new characters and everything. And with sort of four new villains being introduced in one movie with, uh, you know, Kylo Ren, um, Phasma, Hux, and Snoke, um, not to mention the Knights of Ren as well. Um, you know, yeah, I think some of them aren't going to necessarily get as much screen time. Obviously, Kylo Ren is going to get the bulk of it. Um, and is going to be the main villain, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, and that, that sort of goes back to some of the early speculation, um, once we sort of saw, maybe saw Phasma in a trailer for the first time, or saw the armor design for the first time, or whatever, um, and people just sort of jumped to the conclusion, like, oh, this is like a female Boba Fett, um, and she's going to be, you know, that strong, silent type that is, you know, mysterious and just looks really cool in the armor, and I'm fine with that, um, Obviously, you know, she's going to be like a, a First Order officer and not a uh, bounty hunter as far as we know. But, um, yeah, I mean, as long as we get like some, uh, you know, screen time and character development and whatever and hopefully, you know, some cool action stuff, um, you know, I'm excited to, to see her just as much as the rest of the villains. So that should be, uh, you know, pretty cool to see. Yep. <laughs> Hi. Like, I didn't want to say she's... We're talking about the moment we're most looking forward to. She's not on the top of my list because as a character, I mean, she, like we talked about, she's not going to be the focal point of the movie. But visually seeing her in action, like, doesn't get much more higher <laughs> to see that than probably just Luke in a lightsaber fight are mm. above seeing Ky Captain Phasma on screen for me. So, yeah, hopefully she may. I think she's going to make her appearance pretty quickly in the movie because I think that we're going to see the attack on the Jakku village pretty early on, and we know she's there in the trailer, so yeah. probably won't have long to wait to see her make her appearance on screen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, I think that'll be early on in the movie, and even if it's not like 
the very first thing, which, you know, it, it might be, but, um, even like I think at this point, just because of the footage and stuff that we've seen, you can kind of break up the acts of the movie um, by you know the the different locations and stuff. And obviously, it seems like all of Act One is going to be on Jakku, and she's going to be on Jakku at some point. So you would assume that's going to be within the first like forty five minutes or so of the movie, if not sooner. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long before we get to see uh, that awesome looking chrome armor. Yep. And we do know, too, because there's that image that came out with uh, General Hugs, Kylo Ren, walking on the bridge of a Star Destroyer, and you see Captain Phasma in the background. So I can't wait to see, hopefully, all three of them, or General Hugs, I could take or leave, <laughs> but Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma in the same scene together. I can't wait for that. Those two awesome-looking uh, costumes. It's going to be a sight to behold <laughs> on screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be so good. But... Um. Um, our last response we got is through an email from uh, Joseph Golden. He says, Kyle and Tim, what I'm most excited to see in The Force Awakens is the character interactions, motivations, and potentially backstories. Because to me, what makes the Star Wars saga great are the characters and their personalities. So I'm really looking forward to seeing not just the character progression of the original three, but getting to know the characters of Rey, Finn, Poe, Phasma, and especially Kylo Ren. My favorite moment leading up to this movie was both the Star Wars Celebration Force Awakens panel and the trailer that preceded it, because it felt like all of us fans were witnessing the beginning of a massive journey to what we were about to see next week. Thank you so much for all your hard work on the podcast. May the Force be with you, always. Well, you're welcome, Joseph, and thank you for sending the email. I mean, like we were talking about, it seems like you're in agreement with us of all the characters that we want to see, and at least with Kyle, you're in agreement about Celebration being the best lead-up moment to it, so... Thank you for sending in your email. Yeah, definitely. And thank you to all you guys for, um, you know, like I said, for uh, sending in your thoughts, you know, replying to the questions and everything um, and just sharing your your thoughts and memories and stuff. Because um, obviously, I mean, that's been part one of the best things about this, too, um, has just been sharing it with other fans. Um, you know, thank goodness for the Internet and uh, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter and all this kind of stuff. Because, I mean, luckily, uh, you know, I know some people who you know, like they've got friends close to them and stuff who don't really care about Star Wars. And like the only way for them to interact with, you know, other Star Wars fans is online and stuff. Um, I'm lucky enough that I've got quite a few close friends around me who are are pretty big Star Wars fans as well. But um, still, like, I mean, some of the the best times I've had and some of the best discussions and speculation and just getting excited for all this stuff is, I mean, obviously been on here with you, Tim, you know, doing this podcast and everything and all the stuff we've talked about, but also, um, talking with all these guys like, uh, you know, Paul and Martin and Brian and, you know, all of our, you know, some of our other, uh, frequent listeners and, uh, and discussion partners, um, and, you know, people that we, uh, you know, just talk to a lot about this stuff. So it's cool to be able to talk to people, you know, all over the country and, uh, you know, get different people's thoughts and opinions and, um, you know, just kind of share in this big journey that is the, the journey to the force awakens. Um, and that journey is almost at an end, except, not really, because then, you know, you've got all those same people to talk to about and share reactions with after you've seen the movie. And then before you know it, we're all going to be getting excited for Rogue One and, you know, episode eight, yeah. six months after Rogue One and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's like the journey's almost over, but at the same time, it's just like the first stage of an even bigger journey. Yep. It's like what Count Dooku says after his fight with Yoda. This is just the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, which is in the intro to our podcast. Yep. It's there for a reason. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny because I will say, like, one of these days, I'm, I'm kind of, like, toying with this in the back of my mind. I'm like, eventually, I might want to just sort of do, like, an experiment where, I mean, maybe, like, after episode nine, if they, like, wait a few years and then do an episode ten, like, I, I want to have one Star Wars movie where I don't read, like, any rumors or any speculation or any of that kind of stuff and try to like just go into it fresh like i'll watch trailers i'll read interviews with the cast and all that kind of stuff but i don't want to like look at leaked concept art or read anything on making star wars.net or anything like that um but i don't know when i'm gonna do that i don't know if i'll ever actually be able to do that but you know that would be somewhere way down the line but i mean for the time being we're gonna keep doing our thing on here and uh you know get excited for all the awesome star wars stuff that's going to be coming up after the force awakens um and just see you know how the saga continues from that point on um but in the meantime uh we've just got like i said four days to wait until uh the force awakens comes out in fact i mean because it's kind of late in the evening now like four exactly four days from right now we will have already finished watching the movie. Like that's yep. just you can't even process it, man. <laughs> it's it's just going to be so cool. So, um, but yeah, any, I mean, anything else you want to add before we wrap up here, Tim? I think we've uh, pretty much got everything covered. Um, yeah, I mean, just to kind of echo what you say. Thank you, everyone, for who's been with us from the beginning as we started this podcast, and maybe who jumped on later on. But it's been great having you guys along the ride as we you know, get ready to enter this new era of Star Wars. It's been so much fun. I mean, like I said before, I didn't think we were ever going to get new Star Wars movies, and I didn't know if it would... I expected to, you know, live up to the past build-ups I had for the prequels, because that's part of the whole fun of getting new Star Wars movies, is the lead-up to it. And I was curious to see how this one was going to be, and if it would be as fun as the prequel build-up, especially Episode One. And I think I can safely say now, as we're just days away from it, this whole experience has surpassed the build-up to episode one. I mean, getting to make new friends through you know the podcast with you, Kyle, and then with Mike and Matt from the Rebels podcast, and then just through I mean other people we've interacted with online and fellow listeners, like with Paul from the Forcecast, who I got to chat. We've had many nights chatting about The Force Awakens and theorizing stuff where we're not even recording a podcast just talking to Star Wars fans it's been great and then having conversation with fans on through Facebook and Twitter speculating and stuff like that so it's really couldn't ask for a more fun experience to lead up to The Force Awakens through the podcast and interacting with other Star Wars fans through Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff so I don't know it almost, I would say it feels a little bittersweet to have it end but at the same time, we're getting a new Star Wars movie. We're going to see it in a few days. But it's not ending because, like you just said, we got Rogue One, Episode Eight, and all of the rest of the movies coming out later on. But there is something special about the very first Star Wars movie in a new trilogy and the build-up to that, especially when there's been a big gap, you know, between Return of the Jedi and Episode One was a long time, and then it's, now it's been ten years between Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens. So when it's that long of a gap, that first one we get is always going to be something special, and. These three years leading up to The Force Awakens have been really special. So thank you, everyone who's listened, chimed in with us. Even if you downloaded one episode and maybe it wasn't your thing, thank you for checking it out anyway. But, yeah, it's been great to be along the ride 
with this podcast with so many Star Wars fans. So thank you. Like, I can't wait to continue it on for the rest of the new movies we're going to get. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, I mean, it's I don't even know if I would say for me it feels bittersweet to be coming to the end of this because it. I mean, I, I guess, you know, maybe I will kind of miss the, the speculation and the anticipation and everything leading up to Episode 7. But at the same time, the point of all of that has been to get to the movie. Like, yeah, that's what we've been exactly. looking forward to the entire time. And so, um, man, I'm just so excited that it's finally almost here. Um, and, yeah, to think that the next time we'll be recording an episode, we'll be talking about the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, it boy. feels like we're getting to Mordor and throwing the ring in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we don't have a Frodo moment and you know put the ring on. <laughs> oh yeah, um, do something more like you know I'm not going to see the movie anyway. <laughs> with the <laughs> anticipation to last forever. <laughs> yeah, get to the theater and be like, nope, I don't like Star Wars anymore, and just walk away. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I think of all the people that I'm going to see it with, I don't think any of them would fall for that. No. Um, <laughs> um, now, also, one other thing before we wrap up here, um, you know, I think we mentioned on our last podcast, we've got a, uh, a pledge drive going right now on the uh, the Thunder Quack podcast network. Um, ple- I don't know if you'd call it a pledge drive, giveaway, something like that. Something where you can donate money and get a chance to win some really cool prizes. Um and, uh, you know, we started talking about this uh, bundle of, uh, of prizes that you can win in a raffle for donating um, or, you know, pledging just at least $1 um, on uh, the Patreon page. I'm trying to find the website for it right now, but it's uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack. Um, and, you know, of course, those donations go to support um, just, you know, the, the website and the storage hosting and all that kind of stuff for all these uh, awesome podcasts that we've got on here. Um, and now, so far, with the prizes, we're up to uh, a $25 Amazon gift certificate, a digital copy of Jurassic Park, and a Marvel Star Wars digital comic bundle. Um, and I think there's still one more prize to be announced uh, before the end of the um, I don't know, the period that you can donate for to be eligible for the giveaway. So uh, you can go ahead and check that out if you feel so inclined, and we would greatly appreciate your support. Um, and of course, as always, you can check us out on, you know, online on social media and everything, uh, facebook.com slash Star Wars, the saga continues. We're at Star Wars TSC on Twitter. Uh, you can send us email, um, at Star Wars. No, our website is Star Wars TSC.com. You send us email at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we should just like change our email address. So it's Star Wars TSC.com and then I won't get all those confused, but, um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's where you can uh, get in touch with us. And, of course, once you guys see The Force Awakens uh, this week, please feel free to send us your uh, thoughts and reactions. And, uh, you know, hopefully nobody writes us like a 10-page review or anything because we probably won't read that whole thing on the podcast. (laughs) But um, love to get, uh, you know, everybody's reactions and, uh, you know, tell us what you thought, what you liked about it, anything you didn't like, um, you know, stuff that got you most excited. Um, And I'm sure we'll... uh, you know, read some of those reactions and things on our next episode as well, along with a uh, a long in-depth review from us, I'm sure. Um, oh, yes. If, and, and, you know, unless it's so awesome that we can't form words. Um, <laughs> if it's like that conversation that you were talking about with you and Paul, where you're like, did you see the movie yet? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, that might be our next episode. Um, uh, but no. How I, ironic I, would it be that of all the long episodes we've had in speculating that our movie review episode would be like 
10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that would only happen if it was like really bad and we were just sad and didn't want to talk about it. But I don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case. No. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, you know, one more time, just thank you guys so much for um, – you know all the all the support over the last three years. Um, it's good to know that there are people out there who uh, actually enjoy listening to us just rant about Star Wars. Um, not that this isn't fun anyway. Like, I mean, part of the you know, a big part of the reason that I do a podcast is not just to like keep other people informed and stuff, but just because you know when I listen to Star Wars podcasts, I don't want to just listen to people talk about Star Wars. I want to be in on the conversation and like you know talking to people um and so that's why I do a podcast with you and I get to you know sit here and talk Star Wars for three hours with you so um you know that that's been awesome, but I'm glad that uh so many of you guys enjoy listening to it um and you know we get to interact with you as well so it's been an awesome time uh look forward to wherever we take this thing in the future after episode seven but uh for the time being uh enjoy the movie we'll see you on the other side and may the force be with you see you next time everybody when we will have seen the force awakens (laughs) 